This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Fiona. Hey, Jill. We were having a chat. I mean, both of us are so interested in different cultures. Yes. So we were having a chat about cultures. You know, I think a lot of the time, I think what a lot of Americans are suffering is the fact that so many of them actually don't travel outside their own culture. And it's actually not just Americans. It's people from all cultures. Because I remember my dad saying something that when he moved to Australia about the same thing, which he called people armchair philosophers. So they would sit in their chair and they would philosophize about how this person in another country should be handling their political affairs or the other things in their country. But they really had no clue of what was really happening in the country. And therefore, they could, you know, it's like the British ruling America from 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 their drawing rooms, practically, like they had no clue or India sending the men in wool suits to go and fight in India when they practically were dying in 110 degrees, you know and humid so it's like the uh, we have a tendency to want to be armchair philosophers to to th- to want to think and make judgments of cultures that we have no clue about and and each culture is so different and their living situations are so different and it's not they're not frightening and i think part of the reason why the people who don't travel, who just stay close to home, is because it, they're fearful of different cultures, uh, different languages, being in a place. Uh, I, I have to say that, you know, I think probably one of the most adventurous things I ever did was to cross the Sahara Desert with the Tuareg nomads for a month, 1,800 miles. Um, and I've never felt safer. I have never felt safer because these people that if you know if if you talk to somebody who doesn't know these people but they hear about the Tuareg nomads and them you know and they're all dressed in the robes and the shesh the and they cover their faces and who are they and what are they going to do they're going to kill you they're going to rape you oh no absolutely not um that's why I I love to travel I I wish I really, I just wish everybody got a chance to travel and learn and learn about a new culture, learn about what it is they like to eat, what it is about their dress, the clothes they wear. I mean, you look at the Mayan elders in 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 Central America, and they wear these wonderful weepies. They're called, and they're these blouses with all the. Um, embroidery on it and the embroidery is a story Mm. of their village of their people and when they put it on over their heads in the morning they are so aware that they are putting on they their culture their family the wisdom that comes from them what a beautiful way to 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 dress yourself in the morning in honor of So there's so many cultures doing things in a different way, and most of them, I've never had a problem actually with any of them who welcome a stranger to come in because they want to know about you too. They want to know about America or England or Australia. It depends on your attitude because I know when I was traveling, people used to say the French weren't very friendly. But I would always start off um, any, any interaction with 
them with the small amount of French I knew, even if it was yeah. bonjour, whatever it was, and so that I didn't presume to start off with English, which is a problem for a lot of cultures. Exactly. They, they love the fact that you try to speak their language. Now, the diplomatic language now is, is English. It used to be French um, for a while. But uh, so everybody pretty much speaks English. But for us, who are the native English speakers or American speakers, um, for us to assume that everybody speaks that language. So if I try to speak French, um, I'll do my best. And if they laugh at me, I'll laugh too, because it's probably horrible. It's the same thing with Spanish. And when I was with the Tuareg, I spoke French and Spanish and not Tamachek, and we understood each other perfectly, you know. So you don't, as, the, as you say, it's the attitude that you go in, the pleasantness, the welcoming, the the wanting to learn, the good to listen, you know, and to share. Share. Share cultures. And if you can't travel, if you don't either have the money or the ability or the health to be able to travel, start watching travel shows. There are so many yeah. amazing travel shows. And if you can watch the travel shows, like um, there's one called Footloose in different places, Holland, and Belgium. There's, and there's that Steve. Rick Steve. Rick Steve. He He's has good. like 10, ten uh, seasons of traveling, and he, he does a little bit of the food, a little bit of the culture, and he has native people from that culture. Mm-hmm. And um, then Anthony Bourdain used to do it with the meals, and that was very entertaining. Yes, and then there's Monty Don who does it with gardens. Mm-hmm. He does all these wonderful uh, travels with gardens, so you get to experience gardens in different. And countries. Michael Palin from the um, from the oh, you know, Monty Python. Oh, he's and, got one too. Oh, he's done several. Okay, trekking trekking up into Tibet or different places and he's gone uh, and he's so intelligent too so th- that's a good show yeah, it, good so show. if you look and you just really start to watch them you'll start enjoying going from this country to country but in your armchair but you'll get a better knowledge and a better feel yeah. for because uh, all these people that I've watched are very respectful of other people's cultures and I think it's a wonderful thing because a lot of people just either physically can't their health won't permit it. They don't have the money. They don't have the the width in, in uh, you know, in their life to be able to do that. And travel shows can be very helpful. And different restaurants in your area, if you can go to different restaurants, like um, you know, everybody goes to Mexican restaurants and Thai restaurants, but go and find some other restaurants yes. in your area. Exactly. I, uh, my husband and I used to love, we'd once a year go up to San Francisco for a few days midweek, usually to celebrate my birthday, and we would always find, we'd go to Chinatown, and we found this wonderful restaurant where there were only Chinese people there, mm. and they didn't speak English, and we they would roll around these tables, and you just sort of point at things, and they'd give you that, and then they'd give you, the, somebody else would roll around uh a table with uh, food on it. You choose something from there. It was wonderful. I love doing 
that. I love doing that. And there are also supermarkets in places, yes. like in Arcada, where I used to go in, uh, to my Qigong master. Uh, they have this wonderful, it's a food court and a Chinese supermarket. So you walk through the aisles and you see stuff you've never seen before. And, uh, you know, you get a feeling of how people are shopping. Yeah. So you can kind of travel overseas in a way by going to the different areas yeah. in your local. And if you're in a small town, well, then TV is good. If you can get to the city, you can go to like to Chinatown or, um, right. you know, different yeah. places like that. Oh, it, it, it's so worth your while. It's so worth your while. Because we, we realize when we do that and when we travel that that there are major differences in every culture but also major similarities. Mm -hmm. Everywhere people mm -hmm. get angry, mm -hmm. everywhere people cry, mm -hmm. everywhere people laugh. But then there are, there are a lot of cultural things that we might think are wrong, but when we've traveled or watched, we realize it's part of their culture. And, and, and necessary for, for them. It's, it's been probably... A thousand years of their culture building, you know, this is how they function in their culture. Yeah. And it's very difficult for us when we're here and people come from those cultures to us here. Uh, that I know with business, um, people have spoken to me about the fact that, for example, Japanese business is so different from American business. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, just maybe immerse yourself a little bit in some of the cultures right. and see, and then the arts as well, really. Yeah, or t take a language course. I mean, take a language course. I mean, in Africa, when I was working in Africa, there are people who speak nine languages there. You know, English is just one of them. They speak nine, nine different languages. It just amazes me. It amazes me. And a lot of Europeans, they'll speak Italian, Spanish, French, German, four, at least four, English. Um, I think that's amazing. And so when we see something from another culture, somebody operating in a different way, um, and of course to do with relationships, it's vastly yes. different in cultures too. But And, and you know, the interesting thing was, and, and this would be really strange for some people, is that when I married my husband, who was born in the United States, and I was born to an English family in South Africa, um, when we got together, we had culture clash. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. We're both English speaking, yeah. but the cultures were quite different, and there were a lot of things that w we had to really iron out because in a, both of the different cultures, we oh, were so different. One, just tell us about one. How wonderful! Oh gosh, that's I'll have to think about it, but because it's been thirty-five years, so um, well, let me think about it. All right, because I I found a lot coming from America. To, to England when I was 18 years old is I thought we spoke the same language and you, you, you're, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's different. It's, it's just a different I way. Get into, I got into... Anyway. <laughs> the way you handle in stores, the way you talk, mm -hmm. it's like um, in my family, it was, everybody was very polite. It was like, thank you, yes, you know, would you like? And it was almost formal yeah. in my family most of the time. People could be joyous and, and things too, but, but in my husband's family, it was louder. They were more, in, in, they were more uh, just 
um, you know, were like um, expressing themselves yeah. in a louder yeah. way and in a, um, you know, more. What do you call it with the Americans? They they were just they were just like more there with their conversations and they weren't held back yes. so much. There was <clears throat> that was difficult because he'd want me to express myself in that way, and I would want a little bit more space yeah. so that I didn't feel like I was being squashed and pushed. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't anybody's fault, but it was the two cultures clashed absolutely and that was it over it really surprised me because i thought you know they're both english-speaking cultures but they're quite different reserved far more reserved yeah much the english are much more reserved yeah um so yeah when i met my husband's family and uh the the mother was italian and the father was french canadian american uh, indian and um, your husband's family? Yes. Oh wow. So he, the the dad, my husband's father, barely spoke, and the mother was the Italian and that <laughs> part of the family. And I must say, um, when I, the first time I ever went back east to have Thanksgiving with the family, I I, I went into shock because it was everybody talking at once. It was blah, 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 reaching across the table, people conversing across the table. We were taught just to talk to the person next to you. You never throw your voice across the table. Oh, speak when you're spoken to. I mean, that, you know, <laughs> it was so that was even in our country. It's the different cultures in our country that can show. And it's very easy for for someone to judge when somebody is le- reaching across the table and say, and you're, you're, you're like I would have been more reserved. It's very easy to say, what are they doing? What's yeah. wrong with them? But if we realize it's all cultural, yeah. then we can relax and sit back, as you said, soft belly, feel our feet, feel our hands, and just say, this is cultural. Let me just go with it and watch it for a bit and see how I can how I can fit into it all. I went. I had a real surprise once, and this was probably about. 30 years ago maybe uh, I was in London and somebody took me out to dinner and we didn't know where we were going but we just went into this restaurant it looked like it was a Hungarian restaurant and I thought oh that'll be nice we were sat down at a long table and everybody who came in sat at the same table we all shared the table we all ate together We all it became something entirely different than just going out and having dinner I mean all of a sudden you were at a party uh, you know that that was amazing, and that was that was part of their culture. That so. is so cool. I I remember now too. I was dating a, a young um, Arab man. He was from Jordan. Um, he was in medical school in Perugia in Italy, mm. and I was there for a few weeks and dating him. And I remember when when we would go out, we would uh, it would be quite different. And I, the first time I ate with all of his friends, it was like, uh, first of all, they ate like often in Europe, the Europeans do, but these, these, this group of, Arab, of Jordanian students uh, ate late-ish. They, the same thing, they had a whole table of food, and I started to chat, and he said, no, we don't chat when we eat. We eat we chat when we're finished. Wow. And that was different because in my family, even though it was reserved, we talked mm-hmm. a lot at the table. That's how we expressed ourselves and shared. And it was for a minute, I felt a little bit affronted as a 21-year-old. It was like, um, well, what is wrong? Then I, then I relaxed into it and realized, okay, this is their culture. They don't talk when they eat. I mean, I don't know whether that's 
that's usual or just a, that group of students but it was so we would eat everything then put it all down and then then with coffee and stuff everybody would be communicating a lot mm -hmm. but it was totally different from it was culturally different mm -hmm. and again you know I found I, it's very easy to find yourself judging cultures because they're not like you you're, you're used to and it's so important to sit back and say what a, a gift it is to be able to really listen to or see experience what this culture is like mm -hmm. Interesting, very yeah. interesting. I've been in cultures where, up Middle Eastern cultures where the men didn't eat with the women. Uh, I've been taken back in 79 at midnight back into the desert in Egypt on the back of a donkey to look at the grave robbers, the tomb robbers, were going to show me some of the things they had and cook me a meal. <laughs> when I think of some of the things I this is the, She would have been, what, about a 30-year-old, gorgeous, blonde oh. <laughs> European. Uh, anyway, um, you know, it would have been so easy for me to never be seen again. However, I totally trusted these people, and I had an, uh, an extraordinary... Uh, That's the kitty cat jumping ch for a chasing fly. Chasing a fly. Mm -hmm. um, I had an extraordinary time. All right, so we get to this person's house, and the wife has cooked me a meal. They are not allowed to sit down and eat with me, so I have to eat by myself. And if you don't say, if I didn't say, oh, this is wonderful, with every bite, he'd go into the kitchen and hit his wife because oh he thought I wasn't. So I quickly learned, I have to say, this is amazing, this, as I'm pulling the flies out of the meal but anyway uh, then they showed me took me into another room and showed me the extraordinary antiquities that they'd been hiding for years uh, and then they took me back by the donkey but you know I, I, it was an amazing it was an amazing thing now when I traveled with the Tuareg uh, I had a terrible asthma attack during the, the trip and I uh, they knew something was wrong, but <clears throat> uh, so what they did was they sat me, so we'd sit down and they'd sit behind, they'd serve me the meal and they'd sit behind me and they'd be eating together. But this time, because they knew that I was having trouble and they wanted to protect me, the uh, Sidi Muhammad sat with his back to me, leaning against my back so I could rest my back and eat so I could feel, you know, their strength and their respect and their wanting me to be well, etc. Um, beautiful, beautiful moments. And in Vietnam during the war in the 60s, here's another little example. So here we are, here I am in a, in a, in a situation that's at war. Uh, and you're in the hospital helping. I, yeah. I, I'm dropped off at points everywhere. Okay. Day, every day I'm in a different place. I'm dropped off here. I, I travel by APC, the armored personnel carrier, or a helicopter, Hueys, and I'm dropped out of helicopters to work in that village, and they come by later, pick me up, and drop me off somewhere else. Very, uh, you know, somebody, uh, somebody said to me, uh, did you... Did you cry? And I said that first day, it was such a shock that 
that got to me that I thought if I cried, I would never get through this. I had to just stay. But there was one day coming back from some village where I'd been with people, people while they died, and then I go back to Saigon for the night, and into the room comes what they used to call a little Vietnamese woman, and they used to call them Mama San, and she'd be cleaning the room, and she just saw me there, and she made an indication that I would I like something to eat. And I thought, yeah, I'd like some something. And she brought her little pot in, and right there in the room, she cooked me the most amazing meal, held my hand. She could just know what... And I thought, here's a culture that knows that, you know, is, I, I can't even explain being at war with a country where these people are so gentle and so in tune with what I'm where I was and the, the difficulty it was for me and to shore me up with some lovingly made food prepared for me. But the interesting thing is, so then I was dropped off at the next place the next day and I was here, Chulai, Quignon, uh, Da Nang, Pleiku, all these different places, Longbin. But wherever I went, there was a mama-san to make me food. Aww. So word went around in their network that look after that one. Oh, that is so lovely. Mm -hmm. So I guess the, the, the thing is, don't be scared of different cultures or judge people's differences from different cultures. Sit back and be comfortable where you are. Sit back and say, the world is full of different people and I can work out what I need and how I need to get what I need. By, but also be kind and compassionate. It makes it, it's a huge difference because even with all of the people from South America that are here, their mm -hmm. culture is quite different too. So it's about respecting. It's about respecting and being kind and compassionate as often as we can. I, mean, I know my grandfather went looking for tombs in great grandfather looking for tombs in Egypt, and he spent some time with the Bedouin in mm -hmm. the desert mm -hmm. and he said they would make these amazing constructs of, of carpets mm -hmm. and but the women were not allowed to eat with the men they would mm -hmm. be cooking out there and bringing it mm -hmm. in and he also said that one time they brought in this whole bowl of of sheep's eyes yes i i've been there <laughs> and he said that they put them in front of him because they thought he was the most important person and uh you know he's very english and he said, you know, my friend is so much more important than me. Oh. And so he gave the, the bowl of eyes to his friend. because, But it, it's like we can think things are gross or, or not yeah. good. And it was a wonderful experience for him. Yeah. But it was, uh, we have to remember... It's like when, when they offered me honey ants in the desert in Australia, these wiggly little ants as a, as a, um, the Aboriginal elders dug them up and gave them to us, and you had to hold the hat and eat it off, and you, you, you couldn't not do it because they were giving yeah. them to you as a gift. So it's amazing um, how amazing cultures are, and if you travel to allow yourself to flow with the cultures as much as you possibly can. Absolutely. And when you can't, then it's okay. I had that uh, with the Lakota, where we were in ceremony, Sundance, and we are doing the Wopila feast, and they cook a puppy. There's a puppy thing. And I didn't realize it. But anyway, the elk, whoever, and there's also other things that have, you know, that you eat. And... My my Lakota brother knew that this was not going to be okay with me. 
And he leaned over and he said, when it's presented to you, ask if you could give it to an elder. So there's the way, Rana. I would like to, this is a, such an honor. Thank you for giving me this. I would like to honor an elder with yes. this. And then they, they really appreciate that. It's it, Honoring. Honoring. Because mm-hmm. in most of the cultures, honoring an elder or someone exactly. else even is, is very... So your dad did well. I'd like to give this to somebody more important. There is somebody more important than me. Yeah. And it's like an elder. That's always a good way, because, boy, I didn't like the sheep's eyeballs, and I didn't want to eat the puppy's head either. <laughs> We've been talking about other cultures and how wonderful it is to experience them, whether it's in your, in your, in our culture in the United States here, or it could just be somebody in the supermarket, it could be somebody in a restaurant, and mm-hmm. if we can really be a, a realize that we're kind of traveling every time we interact with somebody from a different country, so it's like in-home traveling and... Kind of and if you go and can. find um, an African restaurant that does African food, mm, I love Ethiopian yes, food. Yes, uh, so do I. Mm. And you just say, "This is the first time I'm here. I've never tried this. What do you suggest? I like it spicy. I don't like it spicy. What do you suggest?" And they really enjoy sharing their culture with you. So I would suggest either doing restaurants or travel shows. Absolutely. This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth. <laughs>